0: Chapter 34 of Laramie Holds the Range by Frank Spearman This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Chapter 34 Kate Gets a Shock Late that afternoon, a stable boy from Kitchen's Barn appeared at Bell's, making inquiries for Dr. Carpey kate heard bell at the door answering and asking questions but the messenger was not able to answer any questions his business was to ask only when kitchen himself came over a little later there was more talk at the door this time in low tones that left kate in ignorance of its purport but the moment kitchen went away bell never equal to hiding an emotion passed with compressed lips and set face through the room in which kate sat sewing kate looked up as bell walked toward the kitchen and noticed the tense expression fortunately she asked no questions after some vigorous moments in the kitchen evidenced by the sound of a creaking breadboard, sharp blows at the stove lids and an unabashed slamming of the stew-pans Bell passed again through the room, carrying a plate covered with a napkin, and evidently going somewhere. Kate felt compelled to take notice. "'Where are you bound for, Bell?' she asked. "'Not far, but if I don't get back, don't wait supper,' was the only answer. The manner rather than the matter of it puzzled Kate as she bent over her work but the next moment she was alone and thinking about her own troubles. Half an hour passed rapidly on her sewing, for Kate's fingers were quick, and Belle returned more perturbed than when she left. She gave Kate hardly a chance to question her. Why didn't you eat your supper? she demanded. Kate answered unconcernedly. I wasn't hungry. It isn't late, is it? "'Without answering the question, Belle asked another. "'Kate,' she said, unpinning her hat as she spoke, "'how long are you going to stay here?' "'A less sensitive person than Kate "'could hardly have mistaken the import of the question.' "'She flushed as she looked up. "'Why, surely no longer than you want me, Belle,' "'she answered as evenly as she could. "'But her voice showed her surprise.' "'Bell stood before her, a statue of implacability, "'and Kate, in growing astonishment, rose to her feet. "'What is it? What has happened?' she asked. "'Then, as her wits worked fast, "'Doesn't my father wish you to keep me? "'I'm not thinking about what your father wants. "'Things are getting too thick here for me.' "'Kate made no effort to interrupt. "'I didn't say I don't like you, Kate.' "'I've always treated you right, or tried to,' continued Bell, laboring under evident excitement. "'But it's no use shutting your eyes any longer to facts. "'You're Barb Doubleday's daughter, and Barb Doubleday is making war all the time on my friends "'and hiring men to assassinate them, and it doesn't seem right to me, and it won't to other people.' me sheltering barb doubleday's daughter with such things going on but bell bell raised her voice one key higher you needn't tell me i know now they're trying to murder jim laramie and they've close to done it this day bell had received and accepted strict injunctions of secrecy on the next point she disclosed but her feelings were not to be denied and she was not prepared for the question that Kate, stung by the accusation, flung at her. "What do you mean? I mean he's lying near here, bleeding to death this minute, and Doctor Carpy in Medicine bin. In tones broken with anger and excitement, Bell told the disconnected story as it had come to her in jerks and nods and oaths from McAlpin at the barn, and in the little she had pulled out of Laramie himself when she took food to him. Then came, in terribly heated words, the brunt of her anger at Kate. "'You knew,' she said, pointing her finger at Kate, standing stupefied. "'You knew where Jim Laramie hid Hawk. Nobody else did know. Not even Lefevre or Soddy knew. "'I didn't know till you told me. Now, after they've burned his cabin, they set a death watch there at the bridge on Laramie. How did they know there was such a place, if you didn't tell them?' "'Stunned by the fire of Bell's wrath, "'Kate, breathless, tried to collect her senses. "'It was only her anger at the final implication that cleared them. "'But even as her words of indignant denial reached her lips, "'her utterance was paralyzed by the recollection "'that unwittingly she had told her father "'of the night she was thrown into Laramie's retreat. "'Yet even this did not check her resentment.' who accuses me of telling them she demanded who says i conspired to murder anyone did mr laramie say so she shot the question at bell in a furious tone her eyes flashed in a way that confounded her accuser i'm asking you how they found out retorted bell but in spite of herself on the defensive kate's face was set and her eyes were on fire all the anger that a woman could feel centered in her words and manner. "'Answer my question before you say another word,' she confronted Bell without yielding. "'Did Jim Laramie accuse me in any way of anything?' "'Oh, you needn't be so high and mighty,' flustered Bell. "'I'll answer your question, no. "'Now you answer mine, will you? "'How can I answer how they found out?' i will not say another word until i see mr laramie where is he you can't see him nobody knows he's here he won't talk to you kate paid no attention to her words he'll have to tell me that himself she returned if he's near here he must be at kitchens bell could say nothing to check or swerve her Taking up her hat and ignoring all warnings, Kate walked straight over to the barn. She found McAlpin at the stable door. "'I want you to take a message for me to Mr. Laramie,' she said, speaking low and collectedly. "'Ask him if he will see Kate Doubleday for just two minutes.' McAlpin, in all his devious career, had never passed through more or quicker stages of astonishment, confusion, poise and evasion than he did in listening to those words but at pulling his wits together mcalpin was a wonder by the time kate had finished his innocent question was ready where is he he's here i must see him at once but i ain't seen him myself for a week he's not here who told you he's here bell persisted kate calmly told me he is here i must see him don't deceive me mcalpin do just as i ask you no more no less no more no less sure grumbled the scotsman you give me one kind of orders the boss gives me another kind i can't do no more or can't do no less can't do nothing i've got a family to support and all this damn rowing going on a man's job's no safer nowadays in this country than his head but words were not to save him kate persisted she would not be put off mcalpin swearing and protesting could in the end only offer to see whether he could by any chance find laramie after a long trip through the winding alleys of the big barn for kate watched the baseball cap and crazy visor as long as she could follow it then complete disappearance for a time mcalpin came back to kate Immovable at the office door, his face wreathed with a surprised smile. He spoke, but his eyes were opened wide and his words were delivered in a whisper. Mystery hung upon his manner. Come along, he nodded, indicating the interior. Only say nothing to nobody. He's hit. There's all there is to it. Here's all I know, but I don't know all. About three hours ago, Ben Summerall was riding up the crazy woman when he seen a man half dropping off his horse, had gone, riding head down, slow, with his rifle slung on his arm. Simmy's seen who it was, Jim Laramie. He looked at horse and man and says, Where the hell you been? Where the hell you been, Laramie says pretty short, riding all over this, excuse my rough language, Kate, "'Blamed country, looking for to tell you Van Horn and Stones out of jail. "'Laramy seen them from the old man's horse, "'how he had been ridin' and softening down a bit. "'So I heard, Simmy,' he says. "'Who'd you hear it from?' says Simmy. "'Direct, Simmy. "'Did they potting Jim? "'Nicked my shoulder, I guess. "'Where are you going?' "'To town, man,' says Simmy. "'You've lost a lot of blood.' got a little left simmy then john frying pan come along simmy tried to ride to town with laramie for fear he'd fall off his horse laramie wouldn't let neither of em do a thing this is my fight he says but simmy and john frying pan scouted along behind and simmy rode in ahead near town to tell me laramie was comin'. god he was a sight when he rode into this barn he tumbled off his horse right there. McCalpin pointed to a spot where fresh straw had been sprinkled. Just like a dead man. I helped carry him upstairs, he whispered. I'll take you to him. But you bet your life, the grizzled old man stopped and turned sharply on his companion. You bet your life some of them niggers bit the dust some airs this morning. This way. Kate... Pacing McAlpin's rapid step, breathlessly hung on his half-muttered words. "He's bleeding to death," continued mccalpin "That's the short of it, and that blamed doctor down in Medicine Bin. I don't think much of that man. Can't none of us stop it. Where's this going to end?" He led her by roundabout passages, up one alley and down another and at last opened the door of an old harness room, waited for Kate to follow him inside, and, closing the door behind her, spoke. I didn't want you to have to climb a barn ladder, he said, explaining. There's the stairs. He pointed in the semi-darkness and led her toward the flight along the opposite wall. At the top of this flight, light fell from a square opening in the haymow. Walk up them stairs. I lifted the trap door for you. He's right up there at the head of the steps. When you come down, open this door at the foot here. It's a blind door. Don't show on the other side. See, it's bolted. It takes you right into the office. We keep it bolted from the inside so no trouble can't come, see? He unbolted and opened the door a crack to show her, closed and rebolted it. Then starting her up the stairs, McAlpin jerked the crazy visor on his forehead into a fashion once more simulating childlike frankness, and disappeared by the way he had come. End of chapter 34